0: Hi ladies, this is Alina over here. Today, I'm excited to dive deeper into the concept of uniqueness and how you can discover your own sense of uniqueness within you. Hello
1: goddesses, this is Kiniki. Are you ready to get on a journey of discovering your true selves? Let's get started.
0: The word uniqueness means the quality of being the only one of its kind, or the quality of being particularly remarkable, special, or unusual. So it can be a talent, a skill, or a natural ability to do something. So today we'd like to walk you through a self-discovery conversation slash session that will help you discover your innate talents, skills, or abilities. I will also be sharing some of the most vulnerable moments from my life and the profound effect that they had on me as a child. But first, I would like to unpack further on this concept of uniqueness and what it means to us on an individual basis. To get started, would you, Kanike, describe that you, what uniqueness means to you and just maybe walk us through a moment that helped you realize your own sense of uniqueness? Thanks, Alina, and I think
1: it's a very powerful question, to be honest, and the way I feel or perceive or think about the meaning of uniqueness is, is really feeling special, um, one of a kind that something about myself is very very unique that makes me who I am that makes Kiniki so special so charming so loving that nobody else out of 7 billion people in the world has it aside from me and that's something that I embrace something that about that I love about myself um, that is just so natural part of me and If I think of the time when I've embraced it and when that specific moment, I think when my mom once told me at the very early childhood that, Kineki, if you want people to love you, you start with loving yourself first. And that was the moment that I felt and thought, hmm, that's a very good question. What is it that I love about myself? And there are so many things that I love about myself, Alina. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) You know we all tend i always say humans women we tend to focus oh i wish i had the better tummy oh i wish i had the longer hair i wish i had this and i had that and then when i started looking at myself i started looking what is it unique about me myself what is it that i love about myself and i suddenly started paying more attention on the parts of my body for example simple as that that are special to me that's unique that i'm very naturally good at it and i started loving every single piece of me and every time when people praise me, I look beyond that, I start reflecting more into, what is it about me that's so special? And every more conversation, self-reflection that helped me to realize and embrace and love unique nature about me. What about
0: you, Alina? Um, I think to me, uh, the word uniqueness is a certain feeling. It's a vibrational frequency of its own kind. If we think about the world from an energetic perspective, right? Everything has an energy and we usually refer it to as, you know, someone's vibe, charisma or an aura. And, you know, you can usually tell when someone has a negative aura when you feel super drained after spending some time with them. I'm sure we can all relate, right? Or we can also relate to a memory where someone truly special walked into the room and everyone noticed this person, especially when it's a woman, right? This energy then is a reflection of our own internal feeling of harmony or alignment, as I'd like to call it, because we all exude a certain energetic vibration through our nonverbal communication. It's how we feel about ourselves, and it's how it translates itself through our facial and bodily expressions. It's how we feel about ourselves and how we think the world perceives us so in other words the sense of uniqueness is our inner sense of worthiness kind of like you were referring to that and how you unpack on some of the praises that you receive right it's you always feel that sense of worthiness within you and so this sense can manifest itself in the physical world as a talent or a natural ability to do something or a skill It can be a physical ability a mental capacity or an ability to understand people or even be able to read music so a sense of uniqueness is a certain internal feeling that we can cultivate and learn to practice through certain practices some people call it self-care self-love i personally like to refer to it as healing You see, this feeling of uniqueness is so unique to you, to me, to us particularly, that it takes us all a long time to realize that we can only find it within. Because society has been pretty good at setting certain standards, whether it be beauty standards or toxic hustle mentality. And what they do is that It clouds our own judgment about who we are and what we're worth out there in the physical world. Because we live in such a highly technological advanced world where everything can be measured or quantified, beauty is measured by the amount of likes we get, success is measured with money, and often our worth is measured by the countless opinions of others. All of this is as a fog that we are left with individually. This mental fog requires deep cleansing of old beliefs and healing of these wounds. Nature does not make a mistake. So everyone on this earth has an innate purpose that is so unique to you and us.
1: You know, Alina, every single thing that you've mentioned just now, it just so true first of all i love how you said that the way people the way we perceive people it's a real reflection of our internal feelings yeah um that inner sense of worthiness and i think the fact that we're going to be discussing about uniqueness on authenticity today i hope will help a lot of our listeners a lot of our goddesses on, on call to realize how can you embrace that sense of worthiness and not be the victim of those likes judgments beliefs and if if I would think of the topic of uniqueness I think it's a very complex and it's definitely made of lots and lots of layers and today we will be just unpacking a couple of ways a couple of layers Um, And I'm sure Alina, you and me will be discussing it more and more in each of the upcoming episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the simplest ways of how I help my coaches to unpack the uniqueness is starts off with the reflection about the childhood. And I always set up the expectations that it's going to be a bit of vulnerable, possibly uncomfortable, but it is important to reflect what has happened to us in, in childhood times. So the question is, how did you spend your time when you were at the age of nine or ten years old? Or another question is, what was your favorite um, class subject at school, what you really enjoyed and were excellent at? Because I know we all had classes that we're really bad at. If you, th- if I think of myself, it's definitely physics and chemistry. <laughs> um, so Alina, maybe I would like to ask you a question. Maybe you can tell us um, what did you enjoy doing or how did you enjoy spending your time when you were at that age of nine to 10 years old? And if you could share some of your memories with us, and whilst you sharing, the rest of you who are listening to us now, maybe I would encourage you to take, maybe you can put on pause our podcast and reflect about yourself. How did you enjoy spending your time?
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. When I was nine, 10 years old, I remember being in musical school. So I used to play violin, the piano and learn um, musical history and culture and all of that stuff. So very highly uh, creative child. And I remember that my favorite subject at school was aside from music was arts, culture. I've really enjoyed music because I was really good at it. <laughs> but you know, I also remember being interested in history and learning more about uh, all sorts of culture and how it relates to us. And at that particular age, I remember being uh, wanting to be either a singer or a dancer. I, I just really loved expressing myself through music.
1: Uh-huh that's as a good start for us because my next important question is what was the most satisfying component that specific thing about that activity that you enj- enjoyed the most because I'm 100% sure a lot of our listeners kids nowadays they also love art class music but for each one of us it's a different thing that we enjoy the most about this so the question is important because i'm trying to figure out what was your driver and if i could give you a bit of a context uh, recently i was coaching uh, one of my colleagues and i asked her the same question whilst we were going through her strength reports and she said when she was nine to ten years old she was spending all her time studying studying and studying and when i dig deeper and started asking what components Uh, the most what was the driver for her and she said guess what she said it's being the best being the first that was her driver and if i would have asked any other of my friends for example who like studying they would probably say some of them would say it's the process of learning so as you could see the driver and the context behind what we were spending our time as children is different and if i looked at her report of my colleague her top five was uh, competition that has reflected and played as her strength into now who she is as an adult. So, Alina, back to you. I would like to ask you a question. What is it about that specific moment, activity, or experience that you've had that you enjoyed the most?
0: Um, the Favorite activity that I enjoyed the most was music. Uh, Music to this day is such a huge part of my life, whether it would be, you know, listening to music, dancing, going to live concerts. Um, And if I could just describe this feeling to you in words, I would say that, you know, creating and listening to music, that feeling to me compares to love. Um, I think that music has this very powerful ability to transform our mood, our attitude, and take us places from either our past or our hypothetical futures, right? So when I'm listening to music, I'm tapping into certain memories from my childhood, or I'm able to transform to this other uh, realm that doesn't exist here, probably, but (laughs) it has that power, right? It has that power to move us because I think music contains certain energy that we can all, as humans, not only understand but personally relate to, whether it be the lyrics, the words that are used um, in songs, certain musical genres from various countries, or it could either be particular songs containing um, either musical instruments from your country or stories of a particular nation. Music is just a uh, universal medicine for the soul. And I, I've never met someone that's like, ah, hate music, right? Everyone loves music. So to me, I feel like music was this realm of existence where I was just grooving all day long. It's my happy place still to this day. And I think going back to that driver, my motivation, my why, was at that time just to be able to be in that state. I was a child, so I just wanted to be in a happy place. I was in my musical flow. When I was listening to music or dancing to it or playing the violin, and uh, you know i think my personal driver was self-expression and that creative focus that i was able to tap to when i was creating music and Mm -hmm. again still to this day you know i find that flow through either yoga dancing or uh, painting Mm, interesting
1: you see the reason why i ask this questions about the childhood is pretty fascinating um, because when we reflect about what we enjoy doing as children at that time you know when we're children we have no sense of judgments fears disbeliefs limiting beliefs whatever we're just being genuine we're being ourselves and the moment we try to a bit of a dig deeper and reflect on those times the happy times it can actually shed some lights on who we are and why we are today as adults and if I can share a bit of a research from the neuroscience, they said that when we are born as, as babies, we're actually born with 100 billion neurons. Can you imagine? 100 mm. billion neurons. Wow. <laughs> and then what happens with these neurons, they actually connect with each other up to 15,000 times, and that creates gazillions, trillions of these um, neurons' connections with each other. And that's a lot for a three-year-old brain to handle so what the brain does next it actually refines those um, pathways and connections in the next 10 years so from the age of three until the age of 13 let's say more or less 10 years uh, the brain starts refining those connections having both an impact of nature the elements of dna as well as the nurture the environment the external factors that as a child we're being exposed to that eventually shapes us and our talents, individual, unique, innate talents and non-talents, I didn't say weakness, I said non-talents, uh, that explains why we as a, as adults today are really good at some things and really bad <laughs> at other things. As we said it during the first episode, we are imperfect, but that explains why we are imperfect in our own unique way.
0: Would you care to explain the difference between non-talents and weaknesses since you've mentioned that you're intentionally using non-talents to describe this?
1: Yes, because, you know, as I said before in uh, in our first podcast, a lot of people, coaches during our initial coaching conversation say, oh, how about my weaknesses? How about my weaknesses? And I'd like to distinguish the difference and definition of weakness versus non-talent so simple comparison or example that i could give if you're an executive chef who makes money from cooking and you don't know how to cook then it's your weakness but if you're an executive chef who makes money from cooking and you have really bad name memories for names that's a non-talent it's not a critical component of the job or the passion that you have you know and that's key because I may not be naturally good in chemistry or physics, for example, but does it matter? No, because I'm in the area of coaching and I don't need that thing. I'm happy with what I have naturally and I build on that, I enhance, Mm -hmm. I expand Mm -hmm. on that and that makes me happy, successful, loving, loved, praised, and I don't get stuck in that area that I'm not good at. And that's why you have to define whether your non-talent is a weakness or it's
0: simply a non-talent does it make sense yeah that's very helpful and thank you so much and i think that i 100 percent agree with you and i believe you were the first people you know one of the first persons to tell me to build on my strength and um, i believe the words that you use is you want to position yourself in life where are you're utilizing your strength not your weaknesses, right? So from the example that you mentioned, it's just, you know, if it's not pertaining to a job, you just build on your strength, right? Find something that you uh, enjoy doing because what you enjoy doing is probably going to be something that you're also naturally good at because you have that curiosity uh, for it. And, you know, as I was growing up, you know, I I began to realize that I had other creative interests aside from playing the violin or loving music like you said i guess my brain was developing new neurons and uh, began refining so i began to observe my interest towards sketching and drawing and i also remember sewing these little outfits for my barbie dolls so very artsy ah <laughs> uh, you see you see it was playing out differently
1: for you but it was important because you know it helped you to go into your own realm and that explains why you're like you're so good in painting today and yoga and all of the other creative stuff so maybe i'll move on to the next powerful question that i also like to use in my coaching conversations to help people embrace and discover their uniqueness is what is it that you're mostly being praised for by people around you and it could be at work it could be in a personal space because if you reflect there are some definitely common patterns where people You know how they describe you how they think of you uh, what you are known mostly for so Alina what is it that you are mostly commonly being praised for
0: (laughs) well this is going to be an interesting one (laughs) because let's just say I was not the most organized put together child girl I was always daydreaming always existing in a parallel universe of my own in- imagination. I live here now, but then, you know, I was creating this uh, universe in my own imagination. So violin just served as an outlet for my self-expression. I think for me, it's it was a way for me to process my internal state of uh, everything that I was going through at that age. Um, I would dra- I would daydream so hard that once I remember walking outside of my home to school in slippers. Just oh completely forgetting the concept of shoes for a moment. I was just somewhere else. Um, I also remember forgetting my school back at school while I was on the way home already. So yeah, I've had uh, similar uh, situations. But the reason why I'm sharing it now is because ironically... One of the praises that I receive currently at my job is that I'm creative. Um, Just, you know, thinking outside of the box. And I usually like to say I live outside of the box. Okay, let's just start there. (laughs) But another positive feedback that I receive is that um, I get along with people. And honestly, I think that comes from feeling of compassion. For people uh, because I was always you know not the most organized I've heard a lot of feedback regarding that so I just now I have a lot of compassion for people with unique strength and talents because I just appreciate that
1: you see and this is great because this is where your power lies and this is what gets you where you are today and this is what makes you successful something that you were being told off ah oh, please watch out this da 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 Today, it converts into you being super creative. So, if I would like to still link it back to more practical aspect of you working, Alina, if you reflect on one of your biggest accomplishments uh, in the past 12 months, and it could be personal accomplishments, it could be professional accomplishments, what is it that you're really proud of, um, and what is it about you, unique, unique about you that you think has helped you accomplish that thing?
0: Um, I think the biggest accomplishment that I made in the past 12 months is a personal uh, accomplishment and it's probably how much I've grown in my own marriage and just my relationships and just as a person um, in general, Nothing, nothing in particular but if I had to pick uh, I've, I feel very proud of the amount of books I've read in the past 12 months um, again I've just never been a heavy reader as a child Then, growing up um, I've actually got called out by my parents a lot when I was little, like, hey, you don't read enough. You're not going to know this and all that stuff. My mom would buy books for me, and I just skimmed them through like, "Mm mm-hmm, I got it. (laughs) So uh, I guess this is why I would consider this now as an accomplishment, because I just always knew it in the back of my head. And honestly, this may not be a lot to some, but I think I've read like 10 to 15 books in the past 12 months. Um, And again, I always, Used to think that reading was boring. It was just not um, satisfying enough for me. I, I needed that visual gratification. Um, and but I think you know what happened in the past 12 months to your question is that I began discovering new parts of myself through literature and art. So this creative curiosity of mine found a small niche that my soul has been searching for. So this is probably reading a lot about yoga, uh, spirituality, mindfulness, meditation, uh, all of these, you know, books around those topics are just so fascinating to me. And I just can't stop wanting to learn more about it. And I just, I just never get bored because i am always discovering new parts of it. And it just feeds me so much. You see, and I want you to
1: take maybe a couple of seconds to just reflect. You know, do you see some patterns now when we draw back from our original question into more and more discovering of who you are as an adult? Do you see some of those patterns?
0: I think it's really interesting to see how my passion for creative arts has uh you know over the years has expressed itself in so many different ways for me either personally or professionally exactly and you haven't sort of um
1: rebelled it you are not ashamed of having that because nowadays i mean not nowadays but even before art is not the most uh praised lesson to be uh proud of you know people are really proud of being excellent in math excellent in this Mm -hmm. excellent in that and i'm like Mm -hmm. okay but the fact that you've embraced it you build on it you expand on it and you express express that it took you to the next level and this is what important so if i go if i link it now to your work related life are there any activities or tasks in your work Um, that you enjoy doing the most um, what would that be Uh, what is it that you can do for hours and you're so good at it and you know you've completed and you want to do it again and again and again because it gives you excitement it gives you energy and it gives you a sense of fulfillment
0: right that's such a great question um i will start by saying that i need a variety of tasks and activities to keep me engaged um all at the same time, by the way. (laughs) But I would say that my favorite activity at work is um, to find ways for innovation. It's to um, optimize existing processes and procedures and, and find ways where I can Optimize time or maximize efficiency in some sort of way. Um, earlier in this conversation, you referred to top five. Just for those that do not know, we are referring to Gallup Strength Finder. We all have top five strength that we tend to lead with. Um, one of my fives is ideation, which explains it. I just love ideas concepts, breaking them down, um, and then utilizing some of the knowledge to find new ways of doing things. Um, So for me, it translates at work by either creating new policies, um, procedures. So I think that combined with, you know, passion for the creation, I just need a lot of uh, creative freedom to create um, all within. I will say within the human uh, resources and human professional development because again like I said some of the praise that I receive is that I get along with people and it comes from an innate compassion for uh, unique strengths and talents of other people so I love to you know work with people and see how we can build high performing teams and this is great point again because
1: you spoke about process optimization, improvement and all of that, and the way you approach it it's, is through your innovation, is through your drive for ideation. And if I think of those process improvement things, for some individuals, it could be with their desire to put some consistency in place, to put some rules in place. So the approach could be different. The driver is different. Um, and The point I would like to make here is we might all have the same goal. So you and me could be working the same team, reporting to the same manager, and he or she could have established the same goal that we need to achieve. But how we are going to get there will be Mm. different. Yours approach, your approach will be different from mine, but it does not defeat it. It's just different. And that's why it's important to not be uh, impacted by our own judgment of what's right, what's wrong, what has worked for me does not necessarily mean it will work for you. So as an individual, it's important for each one of us to follow our own GPS. What makes us tick? What makes us successful? And if we're working towards achieving certain goals, what is the approach or the GPS, the roadmap that based on our strength and innate talent that help us to get there much faster effortlessly and actually with the sense of enjoyment.
0: Right. I really like how you refer to the how. So the driver is probably the why it's your, you know, your motivation behind it. And the how is really your uniqueness, right? It's a sense of uniqueness. So to be unique is to really have your own way of doing it. It's your tactic, it's your strategy, it's your signature move, your signature strength. Um, And I love how you said through these observations, through expanding on some of the praises that we get, um, you know, I really want you to think of a time that you got a praise and really just unpack it for a moment and expand on it and really identify your own method. Your method is the how. So that's your sense of uniqueness. And to me personally, I think my signature strength is my restless creativity. Um, So i bring a lot of you know uh, ideas or fresh ideas often random but somehow they all relate and just self-expression to work by trying to build new processes and systems exactly and
1: i really you know how we discovering and unpacking and through our own reflections we're helping other individuals and our listeners to relate to that and whilst we're doing that all of you who are listening to us, moms, sisters, aunts, grandmothers, you know, I would really encourage you to ask your little ones at home and ask them the simple questions such as, what's your favorite class at school? What is it that you enjoy doing the most? What is the class that you find most exciting? Um, What's the favorite activity they have? Have you ever asked that question? And you'll be fascinated to hear how much you can explore. So I'd really encourage you to invest your time and even money into helping them experience more of that. Because usually as parents, as adults, we try to invest money into things or tuitions that our kids are not necessarily good at. I would like to challenge you to do the opposite. If they like drawing, Give them to classes, build on that. That helps them to elevate their drawing skills to the next class, to the next level. If they like football, like my older son, put the money in to help him to become a better footballer. For example, I'm just referring to my son. So stop focusing on their non-talents. Just because they don't meet the expectations of the society, of whatever the external standards are, you it's your responsibility. You know, you can make a difference. You can help them to embrace their authenticity whilst they're still little babies and kids, little girls, and build on their innate talents. That way you actually will help them to unleash their powers and live a happy and successful life moving forward when they become adults.
0: Right, and I I can very much personally relate to this because like i mentioned um, i used to get a lot of negative feedback on you know being disorganized jumping from ideas not sticking to one thing or (laughs) being hard to follow in a conversation so growing up it it took me a, a long while to not only accept myself just as i am but to embrace my natural talents and abilities and it took me a while to finally take control of my ideas and learn to strategically communicate them in a way that's cohesive and clear so that those that are listening can clearly follow my point. So I invested a lot of my time in personality testing, strength finding, um, in search for my own talents, but also to refine my communication strategy. I think effective communications is really when we're able to translate our thoughts and arguments in a way that is most perceivable to the listener. So it's understanding how they perceive information and really phrasing your uh, sentences in a way that is most clear to them. You know, my personal quote is, everything you hear is an opinion, not a fact. And so this is very true because when we receive feedback or we hear, you know, not positive praises towards us, we have to remember that everyone is just projecting they're projecting their own experiences their own reality sometimes it's their own fears and limiting beliefs and interests onto you so the next time you you know you get a um, feedback whether it's positive or negative you know just remember that we all have different experiences and relate to certain things individually. So I would like you to expand on some of the positive feedback, but if it's not so negative, just remember that it's an opinion. It's not a fact. It's not a reflection of who you are. Rather, it's a reflection of how they feel internally about themselves. So with that, it's really important to stay true, to that sense of uniqueness within you and always put it first. Let that feeling of uniqueness guide you in search for clarity.
1: You know, I like how you said it again, because it triggered me to think and remind the rest of us, whenever you catch yourself that you need to improve something about yourself, you need to define that goal, that purpose. Because once the big picture and context is clear, you, as you said Aliyah, you can build on that strength. So as an example, I had one coachee and her boss told her that she needs to become more assertive. But the fact is, even if she has attended 10 different training on assertiveness, she'll never be natural assertive. And she'll in fact fail miserably when she tries to be assertive. She could try, it doesn't mean she can't, we all can become whoever we want but there's a difference being naturally awesome at it versus trying so hard and it will come across as so fake mm. so mm-hmm. you know when I ask her about the context we were actually able to achieve that goal by not her being assertive but by her tabbing on her strength and her strength was about relationship building not being uh, pushy and dominant and you know being overly assertive but we've achieved the success. We helped her to get to that goal by tapping on her strengths that's so unique to her and that help her to, to, to be successful. So just to relate to everything that you've just said, Alina.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's 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 the what, right? So if we think about the goal, it's the what. So when we start with the why, um, it's our driver, it's our motivation, the how is our uniqueness. So that how is our sense of uniqueness. Hopefully through these you know, questions and moments of contemplations, uh, you can all, our listeners, gain some further clarity about who you truly are and what you're really, really, really about. It's your deep passions, and interests and joyful activities when we think about uniqueness again it's really that one thing that separates us from someone else so what is that one thing for you it can be again a physical ability a mental capacity um, an empathetic nature to understand people or even be able to read music and just as a reminder we can usually tell when we're really good at something, when we get compliments and praises around that thing. So next time you get a compliment, you know, don't try to brush it off because I think as women, we try to be like, oh, you know, we try to downplay (laughs) our achievements. So next time you get a compliment, I want you to, you know, accept it, say thank you. And then, you know, take a journal, uh, write it in a journal, really, really get deep as to what is that one thing? Why are you getting praises? Because you know, it's it's that one thing, it's, it's our radar. It's our GPS that we should follow.
1: Exactly, Lina, and I think uh, the tendency as humans, we all tend to stuck in the negative comment that being told about us. And as you said, brush off anything that we're being praised for, because it came effortlessly. You're like, okay, whatever, you know, everybody can do it, but it's not that is not if you're being praised for something just like you said acknowledge and build on that expand on that Mm -hmm. um develop yourself in that further dimension if you're being given a negative comment acknowledge it reflect then relate whether it's your weakness or whether it's your non-talent we're not telling you to completely ignore things that you're naturally not good at but we're trying to explain to you not to take for granted what you're naturally good at You know, manage your weaknesses, but be very mindful and conscious and focus more on your strength, on things that are so natural to you.
0: Yes. I I think at some point today, Kaniki, you really mentioned, um, you had a really good point of the goal of how you're trying to achieve there. And even when we receive some um, feedback, right, let's say it's negative. um, Yes, acknowledge it, accept it, be aware, but don't take it personal, right? Um, Don't attach certain... A sense of worthiness to yourself don't try to quantify yourself but rather try to unpack it and analyze it um, to see if if that goal can be attained through your natural talents so like you said with the um, example of assertiveness you don't need to be assertive to be impactful right? Um, you don't saying? you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be dominant to be a great leader. You can be an empathetic leader. So it's all about building on your talents um, while maintaining that self awareness about your non-talents and weaknesses, because that is also your radar. It also tells you where not to go, right? So you always want to position yourself um, in situations where you're utilizing your Strength. So it's really through these careful observations and self studies that we can identify some of our strength and non talents. Uh, usually we find our hobbies this way or certain leisure activities. It's those seam- seamless moments of joy that we find in the most simple activities. So As a closing statement, I want you to really tap into that for a moment. Maybe think of the last time you felt this way. You felt really special and unique and you really felt like, oh my God, only I can do this. (laughs) Um, Maybe it's a side hustle you're pursuing or a topic you seem to never get enough of. In any case, keep searching for that diamond within you.
1: Exactly. And on my end, I would like to finish
0: with a simple but yet powerful
1: statement that as humans as women we we have an option we have a choice of how we want to react to anything how we want to respond to anything so respond using your gps yeah and i would like to finish maybe with a few of our affirmations from alina and myself Mm -hmm. that we would like you to practice after the podcast within the weeks Um, and they're very simple but say it like you mean it and you feel it with your body, with every single centimeter of your body. And the affirmations are, I am perfect the way I am. I embrace all of my interests, passions, and hobbies. I am free of any judgments and I express myself fully and openly that's it for today ladies stay safe everyone we are sending you lots of virtual love peace and
0: hugs my name is Kaneki and my name is Alina until next time